Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer, Scott DeSalvo. Hey, everybody, it's Scott DeSalvo back with another exciting podcast with you know who. <gasps> Amelia Finnefrack. Yes, the notorious. A-F-F? A-G-F. A-G-F? Mm-hmm. Okay. My middle name's Grace. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, hey, cool. guys, Anyways. thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us. We're continuing our series of answering mailbag questions. We got a ton of mailbag questions in, and then I was busy, and we haven't recorded a podcast in a while, and Amelia was doing what she does, which is being amazing. Oh, stop, Scott. So are you. Oh, you're more amazing. Taking than me, cases. For sure. And you have. Taking names. You right now have a piece of glitter on your arm. I'm not going to ask of how that Of course I do. Well, I did go to Pride last weekend, and it's I'm still n- trying to wash off the glitter yes. from that. They had free glitter. Uh, God. Of tents, course they did. And they, which is probably <laughs> terrible for you because they just had it. They, like, everybody was put it. Like, it, it was probably not clean. It was like coconut oil with like a ton of different colors of glitter and everyone just like painted it on their skin and i was like well you only live once dude but, everybody's uh, skin was so well conditioned with coconut oil <laughs> that's what i thought they say I it's like, really good for your skin they say it's good for everything pretty much it's i have like, a friend that's like use coconut oil for sex and in your muffins and like on your <laughs> face and i'm like i hope you have like separate containers of coconut oil for all these things because yeah. what you're telling me if like, i'm gonna get cross contamination yeah it's disgusting <laughs> that's yeah i know um yeah, no, I'm going to buy stock in coconut oil for sure. You know what? I did just buy um, coconut butter. Like, it's coconut whipped butter. like butter, but it's coconut oil. And it is quite delicious. Is it and like it's better flavored for you. like butter? Or is yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's, it, it tastes like a sweeter butter that's possible. So it's like a little salty like butter. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a butty, butter flavor, but yes. its base is coconut oil. It's supposed to be better for you. Yeah. I don't know got... if it's true or not. I paid $6, so I'm like waiting for it to change my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> keep uh, keep waiting. Dear God. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, does coconut oil have a bunch of like omega-3s it in does. it? It does. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's what they say. I think they, they say like we, they, scientists, nutritionists. <laughs> Coconut oil's huge, and um, I guess they're saying now like saturated fats, like saturated animal fats, are not bad for you. They're saying Wait, that was that's like the one thing that was drilled into our heads in school is like saturated fats no, are so 100%. bad, and now they're it's good. Yeah, and now everybody's saying like carbs are. You have to watch your carbs. It's not a good idea to eat too much carbs. Like. Basically, if you want to know the cutting edge of nutrition, buy the best nutrition or diet book from 12 years ago, God. read it, and then do the exact opposite. <laughs> That's great. Another big thing yes. on, on diet and nutrition is intermittent fasting, where you have like mm-hmm. one meal a day, and the rest <gasps> of the day you don't eat. Supposedly, it's like really good for you. Have you heard of the, uh, the new thing called breathalysm? Breathalism. Yeah, I just read this at work the other day. Uh, it's where you live off the universe's energy, and you don't eat. You eat like okay, I'll rephrase that. You eat like a piece of fruit for a week, maybe some broth. And there's this couple that went viral because they claimed that she was able to carry her children while on this lifestyle choice, and she was like super healthy, and her kid was healthy. And that's how they live their life. And they don't even crave food anymore. And it's a practice that's been going on for thousands of years. Yeah. 
You're a, all, you're a hippie. I, yeah, I know. Then they only eat when they're with in social settings because it makes they don't want to make it oh, awkward, which I guess I can respect. That's that's courteous of them, but I feel like it's it's selfish. Here's bringing the thing. your kids into that. I could probably live two three weeks without eating because I'm overweight. My my body could <laughs> definitely eat the fat on my body and I could survive. <laughs> but normal people who are a normal weight or even if you have a little bit of extra weight if you don't eat for a month you're i can't imagine that's healthy no i can't imagine no. eating like a piece of fruit and nothing else for they've, the rest of the week on an ongoing basis like that's literally crazy they've got to be taking supplements or that was something. my first thought like yeah. they have to have something cuz do they do a lot of drugs like maybe they get really high <laughs> eat and then forget that they ate <laughs> There you go. Or maybe they're just crazy. That's I don't awesome. Know. Well, yeah, I mean, and they probably can't work out at all because their body could not handle it. That would be like me telling somebody, are you getting really stressed out from traffic? Because that stress is going to kill you. Yeah. Do what I do. I just float <laughs> above the sky to work. And then I oh. gently land in front of my office building. No. Just do that, and then you won't have stress. Just fly. <laughs> just by. Just don't be in traffic. Just fly. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, all right. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I, it's it cuckoo. Can't be, it can't be good. Like, you know, and I will say, before we move on, uh, last thing, but I, I think that fasting is, is great. I think you should I've, – I've read articles about it saying it's, it's encouraged. You should do it, you know, to detox our bodies. But all the time is like, come on. Cavemen, like, lived off snacking all day, not, like, the energy of the universe. Yeah, or even, like, the the ones who had a high meat diet. Yeah. They would, like, catch something, gorge themselves, and then often supposedly not eat right. for days. I can get that. I can that, get behind that. Yeah. I, I, that I can kind of get. Right. Um, but this I'm going to live off the energy of the universe deal is not... No bueno. Take go no go to Portland gusto. and like just be one with the universe over there. Yeah, actually, no. You know what? Go to go to the hills in Tibet and just do that. Just just be alone with yourself and write transcend a book. whatever that means. Yeah, and then get over yourself. So we're continuing our series of answering questions that um, folks have sent us. I. In the last several podcasts, I've been telling people, if you have a, a legal question, definitely send it to me. You can send it to scott at desalvolaw.com or at 312-895-0545, hit extension 5, and you can leave your question on Jessica's voicemail or talk to her and tell her uh, that you have a question that you'd like to talk to us on air about or just submit the question and we'll answer it uh, in an upcoming podcast. So. I got a backlog of them, so I mm -hmm. decided to round Amelia up and do a few podcasts where we answer these questions. So would you like to read the synopsis of what this one's about? I would. So I, uh, synopsis, I was involved in a car accident, so I have a question for the injury lawyer, i.e. Scott Salvo. I think that I might be partially at fault for the car crash. Should I bother trying to file an injury claim? Yeah, I get surprising numbers of questions like... Um, a lot of times people will call me and they'll try to hide the fact that they're maybe a little bit at fault. Oh, that's, mm. And then um, 
And you I don't get, want to take those cases though, right? Like, well, people, you know, like, you, know you got to be lying. honest, yeah. right? If uh, you got to be honest with me, and a lot of times it's because I feel like people are maybe less than honest occasionally because they got a bill hanging over their head, right? right? And so they're worried about it. So I, you know, I try not to judge people too much, but um, I, I think it's very common in every kind of cases, like trip and fall cases, right. fall down cases, car crash cases. Almost every case, there's there's going to be some issue of did the injured person do something wrong themselves right. that may have contributed to it. So it's a it's actually a great question. I don't think I've ever addressed this topic in writing or on my podcast before so cool. awesome you want to shoot the uh, read the full question yes uh dear mr DeSalvo, i made a left turn in front of another car at night it was raining and dark and hard to see i know that means that the crash m- might have been partially my fault but it was raining and the other car did not have her headlights on so i couldn't see her is there any chance for me to win this case yeah so the first thing i guess i would say is Um, I am very aggressive about taking cases, even if they're tough, right? I I know tons of guys and gals who do what I do, injury lawyers, personal injury lawyers in Chicago, Mm -hmm. all over Illinois, and even all over the country. And they're very, very, very particular about the cases they take. They want, you know, a slam dunk case. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody wants a slam dunk personal injury case, right? Uh, I, I'd like 10 cases in my office that are all worth $100 million each. Like, oh my that would be my goal, right? Have you ever had a million-dollar case? I've had some pretty big cases <sighs> in my career. But my point is, like, I would love to have simple, slam-dunk, uncontestable, sure. super valuable cases, But life right? is not so Well, and it's also not why I became a lawyer, right? Like, I became a lawyer to help people, and that the people who need help are people who don't have the perfect gift box right. wrapped up case for you, right? right? So I definitely represent a lot of people. So my point is I hear this a lot. You know, they're like, well, they're saying it's my fault and I don't think it's my fault because blah, blah, blah. So right. here we have a uh, – so the way a lot of – some people are dissuaded from even pursuing a case if they think they could be blamed at all, even 1% at fault. They, like, don't want to get blamed. And then other people are clearly at fault for the crash, but they want to blame the other person anyway. So it might be a good idea for us to discuss briefly what is called comparative negligence and how it works in Illinois. First thing I'll say is it it doesn't work this way in every state. Every state is a little bit different, Mm -hmm. right? So in Illinois, the way it works is if the person who got hurt and is suing is more than 50% responsible for the crash, they cannot win the case. So let's say it's you and one other car. Okay. If a jury or if it's a judge, a case that's heard in front of a judge, if the judge says, uh, I think it was 49% the other guy's fault and 51% your fault, Amelia, no matter how bad you were hurt, it's judgment for the defendant. Uh, case is over. Yikes. Right? It gets a little more complicated. So let's say your car and two other cars all come together in an intersection. And the judge says, well, I think it was everybody's fault equally. A third for you, a third for the other guy, a third for the other guy. Well, since you are not more than 50% liable, you recover. But you're, what you recover, let's say you win 
ten thousand dollars or a, let's say a hundred thousand okay. dollars your recovery of a hundred thousand dollars is reduced by your percentage fault mm. so since you are 33 and a third percent responsible and your damages have been determined by the judge and or jury to be a hundred thousand you you win the case but you collect 66 666 66. That's tough. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it actually can get very complicated, and there's actually another law about what percentage fault a defendant must be to be completely on the hook jointly and severally versus just severally. Um, so it's it's not quite as simple, but that's a good start. Right. It, I understand. If, yeah. if you yourself are... And you're the one who got hurt. If you yourself um, are are more than 50% responsible, we're really in trouble, right? But if it's a 50-50 case or it's arguable, um, it's probably worth taking a stab at, right? And, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I always tell people, talk to a lawyer. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't cost anything. And guess what? It it doesn't cost anything to talk to more than one lawyer until you – until you feel confident that you've gotten a solid answer, yeah. right? Um, like you said in your last podcast, too. I mean, there's no medical condition that gets better with waiting. It's yeah, like right. Don't and and it it no usually injury lawsuits don't get better by waiting either. So right. talk to somebody now, and it it might be that you're going to do or say something that hurts your case because you don't have the benefit of the opinion of a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So talking to a lawyer is a good idea. The other thing that occurred to me on this is even if you have a tough case, if you have a lawyer who knows what they're doing, in other words, a lawyer who spends a fair amount of their professional practice handling injury cases, um, like not your neighborhood real estate lawyer mm-hmm. who also happens to think he's going to make a quick buck on an injury case, somebody right. who actually handles the cases mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis. You know, most injury cases settle, right? And and right. most of them settle before a lawsuit's even filed. So it Which might, is the goal, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the goal. So... It, you know, it might be that you're able to retain an attorney, a personal injury attorney, on your injury case who's going to be able to get you an offer on it right. before you even go through the rigmarole of trial and all that. So in in this case, I would say it's very interesting. You know, there these two people are driving on a dark road at night. He says it's a dark road, so that probably means there were like no street lights or sure. not good street lights. Right. And so, you know, a, under those circumstances, a driver having a car with headlights on is really important. Right. Right? I mean, cars do have some reflectors on them, but, man, the headlights are the only thing you're going to see. It, I, you know, he doesn't say how fast he's going. The faster you're going, like if it's if that's a 35 or 40 or 45 mile an hour with road in the rain at no night. No street lights, and she's not using her headlights. Yeah. I mean, I would say... She's not using her head. Boom, boom. She's here all week. (laughs) Bring your friends. Don't. (laughs) Order the prime beef, prime rib, whatever. Um, Little did we know, Amelia is going to be doing some stand-up here. Yeah, Yeah. I am. All headlight. Mm -hmm. Car humor. Uh, Yeah, 
it's a really eclectic show. She's working on her act right now. Only two people have RSVP'd, um, but I'm I'm confident one of the two is probably going to be Scott, and maybe maybe the other one's going to be a an agent. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, hold out hope. I think it could happen. <laughs> um, so I guess my point is with, with this uh, gentleman's case, uh, I would say definitely talk to a lawyer because, look, if it's a 50-50 case and this dude has a $10,000 medical bill or a $20,000 medical Yikes. bill and we try to settle it and say, look, the, the bill is twenty grand. I mean, it doesn't say what his bills are sure. or what his injuries are, no. but let's just say hypothetically 20000 in medical bills and – you know some some ongoing problems right if the case is worth sixty thousand dollars and we're splitting it 50 50 he's still putting thirty thousand dollars in his pocket right yeah he's still ending up with something that's worthwhile for him and the other thing to remember is especially if we settle it it doesn't cost the injured person anything to work on the case. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chicago personal injury lawyer is the one doing all the work on the case right. and even advancing case costs. So it's completely up to the injured person to decide. But just because you might be a little bit responsible for a crash or an injury does not mean you shouldn't at least explore the possibility. Right. It's not going to hurt you. Might as well. Yeah, it might turn into money. So. Yeah. What the heck? What the hey? That had to be scary as hell for this guy. Imagine oh like God. driving, you're paying attention, your lights are on. Ugh. It's raining, it's dark. And then like at the last second you see a car turn in front of you. That is terrible. Well, do a lot of people in these cases also um claim emotional distress, like emotional trauma? Those are, you know, Does it, those work? Do those it, work? It depends on the case. I don't like them as official claims unless somebody's really seeing a psychiatrist or a counselor right so um there's some i actually did a lot of research on this on a case that i was taking to trial a couple of years ago um one of the elements of damages that you can claim in an injury case is pain and suffering right and so there's some old case law in illinois that interprets what pain and suffering is and pain and suffering includes mental anguish worry and fear Mm. Right? Yeah. Now, separate and apart from that, you have negligent infliction of emotional distress or, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. So what I usually do in my cases is, um, and, you know, talking about handling a emotional or psychological injury case is a whole topic. We'll do that on sure. another podcast. Yeah. But normally what I do on these cases is assuming that it's pretty terrifying and frightening and upsetting. Sure. And I've had a lot of people tell me after the crash, I'm like really nervous in the car driving. Oh, sure. Um, I I usually add that into the pain and suffering component of damages, right? And then some, I'll occasionally get a defense lawyer or a judge who are like, well, counsel, that's a, you know, that's a separate claim of injury. And then I pull out my 1910 case law. (laughs) Boom, mic drop. Look, there's Scott some Salvo. Yes, there's some ye and the <laughs> yees and these. <laughs> no, it's not quite that old, but ye olds. That's great. <laughs> anyway, um, they could use ye, but they had cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Horse-drawn carriage collision. Yeah, there you go. Um, sure happened. So yeah, I mean, bottom line is talk to a lawyer, 
just because you're partially at fault doesn't mean it's hopeless. So th- I hope uh, this information helped you guys. If you have anything that you need to ask me, definitely give me a holler. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. You too. Yep. Take care. Thanks for listening. I truly hope that the information in the podcast helps you no matter the situation you find yourself in. But you might need more answers or some more direct help. So there are three ways for you easily to find out more and to get help. If you call my toll-free 24-hour helpline, 888-HURT-318, you'll have a couple of options. 888-HURT-318 is my toll-free 24-hour telephone line. You can call that number and speak with my team night or day. First, you can call 888-HURT-318, and you can speak to me for a free consultation about your case or situation. That's always free and no obligation. Second, you can tell the operator that you'd like a free copy of my injury DVD and book. I created the DVD and book, and I give it away for free to injured people who need answers but who might not be ready to talk to a lawyer yet. Same deal, 100% free, 100% no obligation. Third and finally, you can check out my YouTube channel for informative videos about the injury case and claims process, or check out my other podcasts for more information and interesting interviews with people who know different things about various aspects of the law. I've put all of this together to help you and to answer your questions. Now, you can also help me, and I hope that you will. If you enjoyed the podcast and if it helped you at all, please subscribe. And if you can, take a minute and please post a positive review of the show. If you're listening to the podcast on YouTube, like the video and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you know anyone who might enjoy the podcast, please spread the word and share it on Facebook. It's my mission to spread good information to as many people as possible. And your liking and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast helps me get the word out. Thanks again. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It doesn't substitute for consulting with a lawyer. If you have a case, speak with a lawyer right away.